to a podcast greater than yourself, season four. Do you have an idea for an episode or a question about sobriety, spirituality, 12 steps, or sponsorship? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. Sick. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. What? Everyone, every time I do an okay, whoever's co-hosting just laughs at me. So I'm starting to think maybe, maybe I'm being weird. Welcome back Maybe. to a podcast greater than yourself. Uh, my name is legally, contractually, I'm obligated to say this is not really my name. My name is John Barleycorn. My name is really Ted C. <laughs> and, and with us this week for our burning desire is Brittany S. For legal reasons, that is not my name. <laughs> You you guys well, are you guys would know if it's actually illegal or <laughs> like, I'm not appropriating the name and likeness of a certain Brittany S. How, let me ask you this right off the top. Your returning guest, um, we have yet we have yet to nail you down for a. F- uh, oh no, we did a full episode, didn't we? Christmas yeah. episode. No, d- no, we and did, that. we did a yeah. full episode though, where you did mm-hmm. twelve questions and everything. See, this, yeah. is, this is the brain fog. We have this like chat where people were saying, you know, they're looking forward to new episodes, this and that. And like my whole response, just <laughs> my guttural reaction is like, I have done so much fucking talking on this podcast that I can't imagine <laughs> anyone wants more. <laughs> but then people keep asking for more. So I'm like, okay, all right, oh, let's fuck it. Strap it on. Let's do it. <laughs> um, strap it on. Strap it on. Let's get into that. What did you mean by that specifically, John? So that's actually a multifaceted question there. Um, Will I even leave in all the um, strap-on stuff? Probably. Let's be real. Probably. I'll probably leave it. Leave it. (laughs) Uh, So uh, welcome back to Strap-On Chat. My name is John Barleycorn. (laughs) John Cornhole. (laughs) B cornhole. With me, as always, established in a previous episode is penis connoisseur sitting Senator Senator Ted C. That's right. I don't know if you really Chairman remember that, the, but that's a hundred percent something you said in an episode, and it is oh, staying in. I'm chairman of the penile committee, sub chairman, sub committee, yeah, ranking member, ad hoc. It's sort of an ad hoc situation. It's just me. I'm the only member at the moment, but we're actively recruiting. <laughs> On Twitter. Ever since Madison Cawthorn was uh, unseated. <laughs> we're looking for new folks. Mad- Madison C, please. Sorry. All right. So, Brittany, you got a you got a desire you'd like to burn with us? Light it burn. up. No, Pass I that do. shit, homie. <laughs> <laughs> the only acceptable way to have a burning desire by the way no that's not true to be actively under the influence you mean <laughs> <laughs> to have a half lit joint in your purse as you 
just going to story. That's happened to me. That has happened to me. Sitting in an AA meeting, (laughs) stinking of of burnt roach. (laughs) Been there, been there, been there. Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I was thinking this topic could be literally, the answer could just be no to it. I don't know how much of a discussion this could have, but I've been thinking you know, if somebody's listening to this, it's, I don't know when this is going to air, but it's around the holidays and this is live streaming. Somebody. Oh shit. <laughs> no, it's not. I know. <laughs> the terror in your face. <laughs> so if somebody's listening to this and it's the holidays and they're, or it's not the holidays and they're just trying to figure out if they want to, you know, do the AA, do the steps is is my topic is is the is the twelve steps of, a, of AA, or I guess R. Sorry, the right verb is R. Are the twelve steps of AA, as outlined in the book, the only way to be a happy sober person, or is there another way? Mm. Yeah, the uh, they're going to need more time. <laughs> Is this the only, because I know people can be abstinent and, mm-hmm. and all that, but can you be, can you really be like happy too? Or is this like the only way to really recover Yeah, and be yeah. happy? Do you have feeling thoughts on it before? Yeah, because I personally rejected this so hard and I wanted mm-hmm. to try every single thing possible before doing the steps. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think because it just wasn't cool in my head. And I was like, I'm a heroin addict. I'm an alcoholic. I just want to, I want to do something that's, I'm not like everyone else. Like that shit's for old people who are, you know, right. Like sitting down by the park with a, with a 40 and stuff. I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't think it, I thought it was like different and wanted something more cool. Right. So I tried um, a ton of other shit before and during my attempts at trying the steps. But I don't, I, for me personally, I can tell you that this is genuinely the only thing that has worked. And I'm not, I know that's like what everyone says, but it's, it's really <laughs> the only thing. I've tried the medicine, you know, the stuff that makes you not want to have cravings. I've mm-hmm. tried um, like the i even read that certain sober influencers blog for a while was like oh okay i don't actually really have to stop i could just i did like marijuana maintenance all sorts of stuff but is is like doing or even going i tried even going to meetings and not doing the steps mm-hmm. you know and i saw a lot of people and they're doing the same thing who are sober for decades but it's like is that does that work right i guess they're if you're really an alcoholic is the question too yeah yeah bingo is this a dumbass topic because no, the answer is beautiful like- this is like they, this should be the first episode of this podcast <laughs> because this is what every human being in in aa who's just now like wading in is wondering mm-hmm. like i want right. I had the, this was the thing that was the main thing on my mind for a while yeah totally and why why were you resisting it because it's just like it doesn't sound like the thing everyone wants to do. I mean, I'm sure we've all had a sponsee who's like, eh, like, 
sell me on this, you know, like why, <laughs> what, what is this? You know, you're, you're saying that I don't drink and I have to do other shit, like make lists and stuff. Right. That doesn't sound great. And believe in God. Yeah. That was actually, yeah. Yeah. You're taking me a, back. You're transporting me. The belief, the belief <laughs> in God was a fucking spoonful of cinnamon for sure. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, wait, do I? This is stupid. What the fuck? What, what are we doing? <laughs> what happened to me? No. <laughs> My interest you in a celebrate recovery. <laughs> yeah. Just log off. No, they Zoom for sure believe in God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. May I interest you in a shot of Tempest recovery? <laughs> Hip Honestly, sobriety. I was, I was, when I was, um, trying to when i was like i can't do this anymore i'm gonna do this my own way i've, I've tried AA. that shit doesn't work i'm sitting there in front of my laptop i'm like googling like how to be sober right not kidding <laughs> wait i pause. don't know if you need to censor pause. this person's name pause. <laughs> <laughs> i love like okay so many things are coming to my mind as you're talking like <laughs> like sitting senator ted c um four person of the subcommittee ad hoc agenda on yeah. penile adventures, whatever it was like he was saying, um, this is a beautiful topic. Mm -hmm. Everything that you're saying is, and, and I, and I love this. I love when somebody who I know knows the big book, um, talks not about the big book, but about their experience. And it sounds just like the big book. Because it's yeah. my experience that when I read this shit that I was like, oh, God. Like, and I think that that is why it was like, oh, maybe this is actually an option. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. so before I sidetrack too far and get into all those little nuances that I'm, that I'm hearing, the timeout that I'm calling is... <laughs> I, lo I love I love how um, universal uh, the experience of doing completely like like idiotically crazy things uh, is with with people like us where it's like uh, so I was googling how to how to not drink. <laughs> how do I stay sober you know what I mean and it's like and now I'm gonna spend the next three years fighting every single idea that this Google search right. gave me right <laughs> right 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 and it, it just to cling on to something that would be not a not a right, I right. just I really did not want a because in my mind I was like I've I've been doing this shit in and out since I was, you know, 17, 18 years old. Mm, yeah. And by that time I was sitting in front of the Google, I was 30. So like mm -hmm. it wasn't working. Cause I wasn't, I, in my, I was like, this is just, it's fake, you yeah. know, has like a 3% success rate and all this and Which may people be relapse and everyone's, you know, weird and the meetings and, also true. I was like, that shit's, shit's for the birds. Yeah. And it, all that is true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because there's the difference of what is AA, you know, the meetings and the fellowship and, and that part of AA of what, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But then there's like the program that's Reach. how to, how to recover. 
And that's what I was never doing mm-hmm. during all those fears <laughs> ever. Right. It's like, uh, in my mind, they were, they're completely equal in equivalent options. Work the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous as outlined in the first 164 pages of the book, like that these things that people have done for 85 years, or an equally viable option would be whatever this Reddit uh, thread tells me yeah. <laughs> works for them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I think I'm going to try that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It got 24 upvotes and that's compelling. So what popped up that you were saying, I don't know if I should say this person's name, by which oh. uh, footnote, go ahead and say anyone's name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, what was it? Before it was The Tempest, Hip Recovery was it was the name of it. I think it was called and Hip I was Sobriety. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, this sounds so, the name is sucks, but... <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm, right. I'm 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 interested. I'm interested because I'm reading and it's like you know, you don't have to do all this drastic shit. All you really need to do is kundalini yoga and um I forget the other shit she said like you know, read these books. So I bought some of the books. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. And and she's like, yeah, you know, I, I went to AA once and it sucked. And I was like, Mm. right. And, (laughs) and so (laughs) it's all tracks so so far. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're speaking my language. And, and the problem with, so I was, I was in a place where I was like, just on my just pure horror of the last drink. I was like, I, I'm not going to drink. And like, I, something had happened in me that, was different. And I was like, I'm, I'm not drinking again, Mm -hmm. but was I fully sober? No, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I was still smoking weed and, um, I was also, my behavior was completely psychotic. I, there's no other word to say Mm -hmm. than psychotic. Like I was in a relationship and, um, I wouldn't leave the house for a good few months literally at all because i was so afraid to go outside because of drinking i was like we thought i was gonna just end up drinking i didn't leave the house and um i was in a relationship where i was the person i was dating was just an active cokehead and alcoholic and i was like trying to micromanage everything that they were doing Mm -hmm. and it was just a shit show so that's where i was at in my life where i thought it was like kind of working out for me Mm -hmm. and not doing aa Sounds like that was, relatively speaking, one of the better, more highly functioning sections of your life. Yeah, because I wasn't drinking. And I was yeah. like, it's not so bad. At least I'm present for this shit show of my life that's right. <laughs> currently happening. I'm aware of it. Um, but yeah, I just I just didn't want to do it. And then I and then I eventually after those couple of months, I was like, OK, I'm going to go to AA because I really need to meet other sober people. That's my problem. Like I don't have friends that are sober. So yeah. So I went, that's why I went to AA again. I was like, I'm fully not gonna do this or, you know, even be fully sober. Like I'm still going to smoke weed. And that's when I would go to meetings with the joint in my purse and like be stinking up the whole room. Cause I was like, this is my way of, of doing it. And, and I would go and, um, I still was, I was not, and and I wasn't hearing the solution either, you Mm -hmm. know? So I was like, this is fine. I was meeting some people. And then it wasn't really until the pandemic that I got the the solution and it fully changed my life after I'd been already like 
sober for quite a while. Mm-hmm. You fit within the, you know, we talked about the last one of these that I was on, we talked about the difference between the third, fo- the long form and the short form of the third tradition. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but the third, tra- the short form says the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's technically true. Like you can be smoking weed in the car before you show up and keep your weed in your purse as long as you're not drinking. It's like, well, okay. And th- that's part of the problem maybe is that there's no reason that people can't do that and they can't just come to AA to make friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Sorry. I just got excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> what comes to my mind is like, there's, so like when I'm whatever drug, ecstasy, opioids, whatever it is, right? Buying crazy shit from Mexico uh, that I really don't know what it is but I have a quote prescription, right? Um, stuff my buddies made, whatever, right? I want it as uncut as possible, you know? I think any drug user can relate with that desire. So my experience with AA was that I I was, I was kind of offered two things, and I didn't really know that, that the two alternatives were on offer. One of them was like, uncut god direct access to a thing where it was like literally no middleman there's a person who showed me how to get access to this thing and then just removed himself and he was like cool guess what uh i'm not i'm not like uh the dude who like represents you to god you talk to god you deal with god you seek guidance oh that's beautiful and like it's uncut, right? I have my own relationship, right? And I'll go to this person for inventory or guidance and ask questions and stuff. But the power is always the source, always the source. And it's always presented that way. And that's the the paradigm of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's what the program offers, right? The other uncut shit that the program or that the fellowship offered me, which I didn't realize, again, was uncut abstinence. And my experience with uncut raw dog abstinence is very <laughs> unpleasant. It, it is, it is like uh, the shit that people like snort in movies that like they pretend to be cocaine, you know. So the the actors are not snort like railing coke all day. It's like all the fillers that they put in actual cocaine that don't get you high, you know. It's like I'm just like snorting baby laxatives all day. That's my experience in abstinence. That's what abstinence is for me, right? So, like, I had these two things on offer, but I only was really actually presented with one of them, you know? And it was, like, couched in all these, like, tips and tricks and slogans and advice and well wishes and, like, pats on the fucking back and, like, all this stuff. And the thing that I would say to anyone who's, like, if... If you're not active in the program, the actual steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, by which I mean, let me qualify that, someone who has presented these steps to you, or you have done it yourself through this book, someone has presented them, though, in a way in which, if you ask a question, they can show you in this book why they're showing you how to do it that way. That's what I'm saying. Alcoholics Anonymous, this book... I don't need someone to be taking you line by line through this book in order to qualify as going through the steps. I'm just saying, 
the steps out of this book, not a different book. If, if you're not someone who's had that experience and you're listening to this and you have somehow made it through all the dick jokes and stuff to this point, <laughs> what I would say to you is if raw dogging abstinence is as unpleasant for you as it was for me, just know that there is another thing that you can raw dog and that that, that thing is God. Raw dog God with me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> It's like I'm gonna make it. Britney spit all over the laptop by the time. This <laughs> Honestly, you say this shit right as I take a sip of coffee. <laughs> so, what if somebody doesn't want a raw dog God and they're like, "I don't know about this." Yeah, God stuff, and like I don't, I just don't. I I've had a traumatic. It, that's the episode that I I did with with you guys before was mm -hmm. about you know atheism and can you be an atheist. And do the steps, and I do, I, a hundred percent think no, because you need the spiritual solution and to rely on something that's not that's bigger than you, and it's not a doorknob. <laughs> right. So, see, and this is one of those points where, like, everything when you were talking earlier, um, it's like every thirty-five seconds, I'm like, oh, there's a place in the book, there's because it's like that's our experience. No. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just. It's like there's so I need four hours. I need to pause. John, send me the recording thus far. I'm gonna outline responses in narrative form to each subpart because it's like you're just getting right at like the core. There's like 14 different strands of like core AA shit yes. that people don't understand that we we don't even really have time to get through all of it. And it's like I'm not even sure we've answered the original question. Um, uh, Can I well, something so, I want to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Page 42, Fred. We all love Fred. Fred's a dude who's who's come in to what, you know, wasn't, Fred's my really, boy. wasn't really called AA at the time, whatever. Um, the, uh, the deal is this guy, uh, he understands alcoholism. He's got some information about himself from these cats in AA, and he's like, cool, I understand that shit. I'm just gonna uh, just not drink no matter what. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm gonna do, right? So, turns out, Oops, Fred's a real alcoholic, and real alcoholics, on their own power, will drink no matter what. Now, this goes to the core, I think, of your of your question, of your burning desire, which Ted kind of alluded to, and you did also when you were talking initially, um, which is, uh, uh, are we... Is this question predicated on the belief that the person it's being asked of is a real alcoholic, according to the book Alcoholics Anonymous? If you are not... Um, yes, I have absolute faith. You can abstain from alcohol and be happy. Absolutely. Absolute faith. Yeah. Even if you are the real alcoholic in this book, I have absolute faith that you can have a white light conversion experience that looks like whatever you think it looks like. You describe it however you would describe it. Um, and, and that it and it changes your mind and thinking and personality in a way sufficient to overcome alcoholic thinking and live happily abstinent. I think yes, that can happen because I don't believe in putting a limit on an infinite power that you know I call God. Right? I think that Carl Jung talks about that, page twenty six and twenty seven, with yeah. Roland Hazard. He, but the way that he presents it to him is like. 
I kind of feel like you're fucked because that shit just like, I don't know, <laughs> randomly happens every once in a while. I don't know. I don't know how to fucking do that for you. So my whole point is Fred comes back, right? Or will the guys go talk to Fred? Fred goes, uh, you know, I, 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 I saw that I couldn't, you know, take one drink and, you know, but then I also, what I really learned was like, there was a strange mental blank spot that long enough timeline, even in Fred's case, at the end of a perfect day, I just fucking get drunk. And then I'm just like on a tear. Right. And so what he says is I admitted I was alcoholic and I was defeated. Then they pile heaps of evidence on him to further drive home the deflation of step one. At the end of that process, he says, then they outlined the spiritual answer and the program of action, which a hundred of them had followed successfully. Though I had been only a nominal church man, uh, church man, uh, the, the horrible superhero, um, their proposals were not intellectually hard to swallow. But the program of action though entirely sensible, was pretty drastic. <laughs> so, like, this is a dude who six sentences ago was like, uh, I can't take but one drink. I can't not take the one drink. I, I, like, I, I, I see that I'm licked and I'm the real deal. Um, what do I need to do? Wow, that seems drastic. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like the so why? Why is it so drastic? Like that's every. I don't know. Did you feel that way too, John? Um, when you were when you were introduced to this, were you like, oh, right? So mm. I think what what happened with Fred, at least what I take the rest of the paragraph to mean happened. I think the same thing happened with me. He says it meant I would have to throw. Yeah several lifelong conceptions out of the window. That was not easy, but the moment I made up my mind to go through with the process, I had the curious feeling that my alcoholic condition was relieved as in fact it proved to be. So like for me, the deflation of an effective step one experience, um, meaning the absolute internal sense of defeat I had coupled with the experience and knowledge of a recovered alcoholic in front of me explaining what was happening with me was mm. enough for me to go like, well, all that shit I really don't want to do and doesn't sound like it'll work. Uh, I'll do that. And it was just like fucking blast off. And that's why I was sponsoring people 14 days later. It's not because I'm like Johnny little good boy. It's because I was fucking beaten and somebody showed up and helped me see how beaten I was and gave me a direct path to this thing, you know? And I think that that part of Fred's story, like, kind of speaks to your question in a really powerful way simply because of that. Because it's like, the question, you know, at its core is really about do you believe you are this person who 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 is defined this is where it's, it's kind of cheaty this person's defined by this book which then lays out a program for that person so if i'm not the person they're defining whether i on am or 44. not right on page 44 whether i am or not like objectively like factually if i don't believe i am 
then of course I'm going to be seeking other means by which to fix my life, right? But if I believe I am, then it's kind of like the convincing of talking me into doing the steps is already done because it's like the same book lays out the solution to the problem I just said, yes, I have. I'm this person that you are now presenting me with a program for that exact person. Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of cheating. What I'm hearing, yeah, what I'm hearing is step one is the most important step that is, it's the only one you have to do perfectly, right? You gotta do perfect. Yeah. Hey, you gotta wake up every morning, man. You gotta look in the mirror. You gotta say, man, you're fucking powerless, man. You're fucking powerless. Lots of finger I like pointing. To, I like to call somebody else and yell that at them and then they <laughs> yell it at me. I like to do that three times a day per my sponsor's yeah. instructions. Right. That's the kind of, That's, uh, yeah. what do I want to call it? That's the kind of uh, human power that really helps me stay sober. Amen. <laughs> uh, so I don't know that I can um, improve on what you said because I agreed with all of it, but I want to see if I can like synthesize i don't know so the thing that first off how dare you secondly go ahead (laughs) (laughs) uh my answer to just this is just ted's answer to although i think it's aligned with what's in the big book uh to the question the topic of the burning desire which if i'm paraphrasing correctly is can you get happily comfortably sober without the 12 steps i think the answer has to be yes for the same reason that John described, because who am I to say that the answer is no? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm theoretically possible, certainly, and alcohol has existed for just about as long as human beings have. And, you know, so, and AA has only existed for 85 years or whatever. So I got to believe that people were doing this. And Carl Jung says that people were doing this and, you know, whatever. Comma. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck those people did. Right. <laughs> and apparently neither did Carl Jung. And right. I'm not... And do you know anyone who has? I this know is people... where This is where I was hoping we'd get... <laughs> I do... I think I do know people who have independently gotten to through their own very meandering path that didn't include AA a spot where they are sober and comfortable. But I don't know a lot of them. I... I can count on one hand and it's really hard. How do you measure someone else's internal condition? Like how can I, I can't tell you that those per- people are or are not comfortably sober. Mm-hmm. I see them and they seem comfortable enough. Right. But the difference being for me, yeah, I can't tell you how to do that other shit. I have no fucking idea. And I don't know that anyone does. And two, the second thing is I know that the steps will work. Right. <laughs> so it's like the steps are, not necessary to recover perhaps i guess i'll accept that premise is true but they are sufficient like they are a one sufficient surefire way to recover and be simultaneously sober and comfortable Mm -hmm. is to do the steps and it's the only one that i know and it will work every time if you just follow the instructions and that's where like you said Brittany, that's the problem is that's where people you know some of us tried to hold on to our old ideas. <laughs> and, yes. uh, it's like half measures will not avail me half of being comfortably sober. Half measures on the steps will avail me zero comfort being sober. That's mm-hmm. what the that's what how it works says. I have to do all of it. The suggestion, the suggested program of action is all of it. It's not 
you know, I did steps one, two, and three. I did half of four. I did half of five. I uh, <laughs> I made no amends, and I've never once done a 10-step. I've never once sponsored anybody. I don't know why I'm not comfortably sober. <laughs> uh, that's not the program of action, motherfucker. That's just, um, that's, again, me doing more me shit, and that's not, that's never worked. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Snaps. I think really step three is we the one, do, we're bring you know. Back. <laughs> They never left, actually. <laughs> Brittany hangs out okay. in a lot of like, but, poetry no, I think reading. Slam poetry, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I guess I, I do, yeah. <laughs> um, I, no, step three is the only one that, that's the one that, that if you're not, if you're still trying to do the half measures and all that, it's because you didn't do step three and you're not, you're not fully yeah. turning your, your will over. I think that it's step three and step one. So my experience with step one was that it didn't really click into my head how fucked I was until I had step three explained to me. And then as that was being explained to me, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) So like for me, they are very much intertwined. Um, But I think think as a caveat to maybe what you said, I don't think that having step three explained to you, it might be helpful. Like it's possible to be a person who's just spiritually sick, who is not an alcoholic at all who hears step three and like, oh yeah, I am managing the people in my life in a mm-hmm. selfish way. I should stop doing that. And they might find that very helpful and that could improve their lives and the people around them's lives. But if they don't simultaneously believe that they're an alcoholic and what we mean by that is the definition in the book, which is I can't, I can't always tell you how much I'm going to drink and I can't stop and stay stopped. Then I don't know how like life changingly helpful it's going to be for them. Maybe, but it's not what we're doing. Well, this is the cheating I was describing is because I think that we could all, by which I mean every person I've ever met, we could all name someone who everyone who knew them is like, oh, they're a really bad alcoholic. And then they just stopped. And now and now he's fine. He just grew up. He got he got better. And like, um, I'm thinking about someone who I know specifically in my life and my family right now. Um, yeah. I have never sat down with someone like that and had them be like, um, here's an ex- here's, here's a handful of examples of me experiencing the phenomenon of craving. Here's a handful of examples of me being completely incapable of maintaining sobriety even when I want to. I have never had that conversation with any of those people, right? But... So, so all that I can do is I can judge by my like uh, outsider perspective of yeah. what their life actively drinking looked like or what their life abstinent has looked like. Um, I can't name one of them who I would say uh, lives comfortably, is like a happy, kind, selfless sort of person in combo with having stopped entirely on their own power. So I think that that is the trap there. And that's why I'm using the cheeky term cheating. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm going to define this exact thing. And then I'm going to say, here's this course of action, which will effectively reproduce a spiritual experience. A psychic change will occur in you due to this process. Yes. And that will overcome the problem I just defined. Meaning, if you don't have the problem, of course you don't need the solution. So, 
when I'm when I'm talking about these people, it's like I don't really know what they tried to quit drinking. I don't know yeah. that they haven't been abstinent this whole time, quote, on their own power, meaning they're not qualified in step one anyway. So it's impossible to know. Right. Right. No, what you just said, I want to read the part of the doctor's opinion um, on 28, 29. Did you just convert the Roman numerals to numbers? I converted the Roman. (laughs) Oh, for the rest of us, you're going to need the. (laughs) Okay, so that was. Do you have an app for that or? (laughs) XXVIII. Is this one of the promises? (laughs) Did you say three eyes or two eyes? Yeah. um, Three. (laughs) Three eyes. And then we're going to go to the XXIX. Thank you. So, yeah, that's just that's something that comes along after you do step 11. You right. just know how to do yes. Roman numeral. Um, so the doctor's opinion talking about, you know, the sprees and, and the phenomenon of craving. So after they're restless, irritable and discontented, unless they can again experience the sense of ease and comfort, which comes at once by taking a few drinks. Drinks, oh, are you snapping? Drinks which they see others take with impunity. After they have succumbed to the desire again, as many so do, and the phenomenon of craving develops, they pass through the well-known stages of a spree, emerging remorseful with a firm resolution not to drink again. This is repeated over and over, and unless this person can experience an entire psychic change, there is very little hope of his recovery. On the other hand, and strange as this may seem to those who don't understand, once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah, and then the most important part, the only effort necessary being that that required to follow a few simple rules. Mm but drastic right you know so it's like if you so it's you need a psychic change to recover but here's the the few simple rules that tell you how to get a psychic change Mm -hmm. so yes i think you guys are right they're probably you know following young and philosophy you can go in a monastery and meditate for 20 years and be like okay i'm i've I've, i'm not gonna drink again and i've found god and those those things probably can happen but for the vast majority of us we need the the directions of how to have a psychic change because that's the only way that's gonna remove this phenomenon of craving and it just tells you but i i'm just so why why the the hesitation and i think it is is like each of you have alluded to is that it's just you have to get over all these conceptions and and feelings about your life as you know it and just completely abandon it and really just deflate in step one and fully i don't know i don't know the answer i need, i'm just going to listen to this person who i believe is somewhat like me or used to be somewhat like me and they're telling me this is all this is what you got to do mm. and when you're reading these pages in the book before you get to how it works it's all just hammering home like okay are you like this guy are you like this guy what about this and I have my whole book marked up from before I even really did the steps as they are outlined in the book, just from things I'm like, oh, snap, 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 that, snap, snap, that. <laughs> like, I relate to all this, but still, I just don't want to relinquish it, you know? And until f- finally I'm at that point where I'm like, 
I will do whatever because I, the alternative is, is death. And like, I will kill myself. Like I am so, this shit sucks so bad. My, my abstinence sucks so bad that I will like literally, I will, I will do the steps at this point. Right. Yeah. It's the, you know what I want now? I'm like, I'm not going to do it. If if uh, some listener wants to do this who's industrious and has more time and energy than I have, uh, a, like a movie trailer of the, the guy in the monastery at 20 years where it like finally clicks and he's like, finally. Tw- it took 20 years, but I'm I'm comfortably sober. I'm at, I'm at one with the world around me. And I couldn't be more glad that I didn't do that process that takes like four days. Yeah. <laughs> or or you you're finally at one and then like something pisses you off or somebody, one of the other monks pisses you off and you're like, Oh shit, right. now I'm angry. What do I do? You know, I wish I had some court, sort of thing that would tell me what to do when somebody pisses me off. Right. And then you this go drink again. I actually was in years. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I I knew a monk, a sober monk in um the place I lived before this and in, in meetings, he was like, he would drink in the monastery mm. uh-huh. and he, yeah. Some uh-huh. Trappist ale monks, monks make bomb ass beer. Yeah. True. 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 <laughs> uh, so the thing that I keep thinking about, I don't know, this might not work. You might have to cut this whole thing, John, but oh, the, you're, all keep... your parts are getting cut. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that, what we've been talking about reminds me of is uh, this quote in a vision for you on page 152, where uh, they say, we have shown how we got out from under. You say, yes, I'm willing, but am I to be consigned to a life where I shall be stupid, boring and glum like some righteous people I see? Uh, so love <laughs> I, I love like the, that's a fear. That's the a big fear. shade. <laughs> well, and stupid, so here's the word stupid being used. I love <laughs> I want to do like a compare and contrast if you'll join me momentarily about okay not we're not comparing your drinking to your your not drinking days because I get the fear of like okay well now that I'm not drinking maybe this will be less exciting it's not but I understand that fear uh what I'm what I compare is compare your life uh quote unquote sober in the fellowship of AA not working the steps Mm -hmm. and then compare your life sober after having worked the steps, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, and tell me Ooh. which one sounds more stupid, boring, and glum, you dipshits. <laughs> so, oh, what, what about um, going to a meeting every single fucking day sounds fun and exciting to you? What about being worried about going to the grocery store or driving mm. to work because you have to pass the liquor store sounds fun to you? Like, what, what, tell me what, what about like, and this is what I didn't understand. And that's what I think people don't get is like, it's maybe it's counterintuitive, but yeah, it, people think that going to meetings and not working the steps is somehow less lame <laughs> when it is the lamest, most sad sack bullshit I can think think of i would rather die of alcoholism (laughs) from from my perspective now um than to do what 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 some people in the fellowship think we have to do Mm. um a hundred snaps for you because honestly that (laughs) that that's exactly what was happening to me i was sober in the fellowship and i would have to call my sponsor if i drove by the liquor store Mm. and and i i would just i would freak out and then but it's like why don't we my one my one critique of of the book i guess is that like the 10th step promises need to be on like page one (laughs) like if you're gonna tell me 
if you're going to tell me like, I'm not going to want to drink again, mm. that's all I need to know. Like, it's <laughs> the only thing I need to know. Right. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm going to have that craving completely removed. And like, it's just gonna like the life I have today. Holy shit. Like, it's like, I, I, it's just not, it's not a thing. I'm not, I do not have days where I'm just like, Ooh, got a white knuckle it. You know, the next 24 is just, you know, it's just, that's not, that's not the life I have. Right. Right. Because of doing the steps. And it's, if you could have told me that I could have saved, you know, I, I didn't want to read this fucking book. If you could have put that on page one, you know, the, the thing that sucks though, <laughs> would you have heard it? So like what John said earlier about like, and I know for me, this is true. Like, oh, I wasn't offered this thing um, or it doesn't feel like I was offered this thing earlier. I probably was. I probably, there were probably people, I probably went to meetings where people were talking about the 10 step promises before I finally clicked into place. But like, I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know or I didn't hear it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, it's impossible for me to say, but I yeah. do think that there's a degree to which there was a time where I just wasn't willing to hear or capable of understanding or hearing that. So I agree that the 10 step promise, we should rep them more, but you never fucking know if the person's even gonna, is gonna, they're going to internalize it. True. That was True. very, I, I would say 85% of why I gave AA another ch chance. You know, after like a decade and a half of being like, fuck AA, man. My whole personality is I'm a drunk. You know, like, right. like building my life around what a train wreck I was. Uh, like, um, listening to, you know, eating pills, drinking beer, and listening to speaker tapes. Where it's the worst, the absolute rockiest bottom. <laughs> I'm just wait. Hold like listening pause. to speaker like, tapes. Are you would, serious? Yes. Li like I would. So uh, maybe, I don't know. No, people people are always surprised about this. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's a whole binary thing. But like I'm a bubble bath person. I'm a I'm a put 85 things from Lush into a bath. And just like have oh, yeah. a sparkly glitter, glittery, colorful bubble bath. What are you? What? I was on the phone with John for about twenty five minutes, uh, like two weeks ago. <laughs> I had a whole conversation, and then he goes, "Yeah, I gotta get out of this bath." <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> that did not happen. You had a non consent, non consensual bath conversation. <laughs> it's charming. I loved it. Yeah, you were. I didn't realize you were just you were taking a bath. It's all good. No, I said I gotta get into the bath. Oh, I thought you were in the bath. No. Oh, well, <laughs> Are you doing? Fine if you were. <laughs> no, but I have done that. I've definitely done that. Sure. People will call me, and I'm just like, "Yeah, okay, what's up, man? Yeah, uh, you know." Why not? I've I've done Skype like video calls from the bath. Hey, if you're oh, fine with wow. that, I'm fine with it. I'm just soaking in the bath, bud. Um. So these are these are what's on offer. This is <laughs> that you too could. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the description I was trying to, yeah. Anyway, people are always like, oh, I didn't take you for a bubble bath guy. And I'm like, well, I didn't know there was such thing as a fucking bubble bath guy or a, someone who doesn't like bubble baths. Give me a break, dude. Um, so that's what keeps me sober. Bubble baths, <laughs> aromatherapy. Um, yeah. but I would listen to particularly one speaker who makes fun of bubble baths. Actually, now that I think about it and a few speaker tapes, but he would talk about the 10 step promises and it was like the only thing keeping me alive long enough to be like, 
fuck, I guess I'll fucking, you know what I mean? I guess I'll fucking go back to a goddamned AA meeting mm-hmm. and just see and just try. Um, and I, having heard that, I, th- I think I, I think I was like, I was, I, here's what it was. I was so convinced that I was the same type of guy he was like the same type of human in terms mm. of I, I, I could see that I couldn't control it. I could see that very clearly. And I had started to be able to see that all of these things I was trying to do to even go like a week without picking up, um, that, that they were failing. I couldn't go like, tw- like 36 hours without using or drinking. I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, when I really, really wanted to. And so when I was hearing this dude say all this shit about his life before recovery, that was just verbatim note for note. Like you were in your initial little spiel, uh, Brittany, it was just talking about my experience in a way that just like hit so deeply when I was hearing that. And then it was presented now, again, this is like your your concept of moving that toward the front. When it was presented as like, well, here's this thing. They're called the 10-step promises. You go through this thing, and then uh, all that shit's removed. It's just gone from you. Um, that was the hook. That was what brought me back in. And now, now again, like I, I'm somebody who had sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, a, a rare set of circumstances where I was like, a teenage big book thumper starting like big book meetings and weird quoting the book and like meetings and making people angry and blah, blah. Um, and then drank and used drugs for a decade and a half after. Right. And had, so what I'm trying to say is all the embarrassment and baggage that I had was sufficiently overcome by that one person who had who was not talking to me was talking to some group at some meeting and I just had a recording of it that one person talking about the symptoms of alcoholism and the solution and what it looks like to live life comfortably sober after having been the person who cannot stay sober and so for me that was enough to overcome all of those years of baggage and shit and it was a similar thing when I when I met my sponsor and and he presented the same stuff it was like okay well fuck well uh that's that'll really happen like i remember at like that'll really happen i'll really just not like i'll wake up like you said Brittany. like i'll just wake up and like my normal like resting state will be like i don't ever think about alcohol what the fuck? What are you serious? You know, it's right. to fully understand what that what the absence of a feeling is also. Right. And so to me, it's like we've got the golden goose. Why is it a fucking circle and triangle at the meeting and not this fucking golden goose? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> why why isn't every meeting about the golden goose? Why aren't we like, hey, uh, Golden Goose Anonymous, here you go, bud? you know solution Mm -hmm. and and i think that that's why you you hear a lot of people whose uh uncomfortable abstinence and ego is challenged by hearing someone with 
90 days, 30 days, 10 years even, talking about being recovered and Easily having, able to control their yes, desire for alcohol. Exactly. Having exactly what the big book describes, because it, it challenges their fucking peacock feather bullshit, right? And so that's why we don't talk about it in meetings, because we don't have it. We don't have that in here in our meeting. We have abstinence, you know? We've got right. raw dog and raw dog and abstinence. <laughs> what you're describing yeah. isn't real. Right. I've never experienced, therefore it's not real. It's the same thing as Holly Whitaker telling me there's no such thing as an alcoholic because I was able to stop drinking. And it's like, uh, okay, Holly, uh, time out. Does do you are you sure that your life experience speaks for every human on earth? I'm not I'm not sure right. that's true. And I think it is important too to this might be controversial, like the quality to it. qualify too. <laughs> when you're when you're speaking at a meeting, you know, I know before I was in a place where I recovered and I would be speaking at meetings, I would talk, I would share for, if I was the speaker at the meeting, I would spend 30 minutes detailing you day by day, my life as an alcoholic. And I think there is a little bit of value in that because of that reason. Cause you want some person just to be like, Oh, I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Even if you're offering them zero solution, at least it will keep them maybe to come back another time when somebody can offer them some solution. Cause you just want to, you want to relate to somebody and say like, okay, well that person sounds like me. So this might be the place I need to be. Sure. I would rather hear mm -hmm. someone talking about alcoholic drinking and alcoholic defeat and failure than hear someone like, you know, my ex-wife is, is really annoying and the, the babysitter didn't show up again. And you know what I mean? Like the, the bitching, moanings, yeah. the bitching and moaning. Group therapy. Yes. Group therapy. Yes. And it's, it's, that's the most of the meet, the vast majority of the meetings that I've been to in my life are just group therapy. My alternate topic for fun, I was like thinking, okay, should I do this topic or should I do open discussion meetings? <laughs> yeah. Flag on the play. So, yeah. I just, I didn't want to just spend a whole episode shitting on um, open discussion meetings, but Why maybe not? for We've done day. it for four seasons now. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is this is a great chat. It's awesome. I, I still I like want to keep going. I know. Like, no, these are supposed to be they're supposed to be short, but I'm like I have so much more. I know. That's good because I was I was nervous. I was like, is this stupid? Because it's like it seems like an obvious answer, but to so many people that are that are sober curious or whatever, or just like really trying to resist this, it's like that's what I would want to. It's like sell me on this. You know what? Is there another way? I'm, for me, I had to I had to like really go out and see for myself. Yes. But then again, you know, I didn't. I, once I really did that step one, I think that's when I really was like, not did. Do you say did step one? Like I didn't like do a I, worksheet. I, I, I just for raw dogged raw dogged step raw, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> lots of raw dogging in this. In this episode. God, episode. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> <shut up. laughs> it's how I live my life. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of the of the raw dog and life and stuff, but um <laughs> raw dog in reality. It's, but yeah, it's like once I really was at that place where I was like, oh shit. I I don't I don't want to fight. I don't have the answer. Like you 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 person who are telling me about you seem to be having your shit together and you're telling me shit that sounds amazing. It's because of these steps. Like, yeah, I'll try that. 
Right. So I hope somebody that's listening who's in that place isn't put off enough by us that we'll we'll try. <laughs> what do you have to you lose? Too can... <laughs> like, right. You too can raw dog God. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> and safe. Anyway. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. This is awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. Time. It's always a pleasure. We, always uh, a pleasure. Yeah, we it's I know it's been uh at least ten and a half months since we had you on last. <laughs> <laughs> just doing yeah. a little math in my head <laughs> so hopefully it, it won't be, it won't be that long <laughs> yeah what was it was the holiday one huh yeah it was maybe it was like so yeah, right about a year very ago. shortly after that yeah. yeah so cool well thanks again for joining us thank you thank you Ted snaps. Snaps Ted snaps. <laughs> I'm gonna snap Love you out it. here <laughs> this has been a podcast greater than yourself a podcast greater than yourself was created by recovered alcoholics all involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of alcoholics anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer we do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.